Right, get a dig in early. Oh, that is recording. That's recording. That means we're ready to go. It does, yeah. Uh, cool, that's good news. It's weird, isn't it, being back in the shop? Rather, than, It'll sound different on the podcast as well. It will, probably better. Less. It will be less reverb Yeah. I like a bit of natural reverb, you know I do. No, no, you do, yeah. But... I think there was a, also next door shouting quite a lot. You said you'll get people in the street. That's tired. true, but it's a better class of shouting down the street. Not nutcases uh, at all. Jez? Yes, mate? Some would say this podcast is a bunch of flop dub. <laughs> it's the failed rock star club. Oh. What? <laughs> Can you repeat that one, please? Some would say this podcast is a bunch of flub dub. Yeah, let me stop you there. Flub dub. Pretentious nonsense. Oh, is that a, is that a real phrase? Yes, it is, yeah. Flub dub. Flub dub. Have you ever used that prior to today? No, I obviously had to research it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so there you go. Flub dub. Yeah. Pretentious. Flub dub. Pretentious nonsense. Nonsense. Yeah, I nonsense. mean, that's accurate. Yeah. That's nonsense. Hi everyone, uh, welcome to Failed Rockstar Club podcast, a podcast that talks to musicians about mental health, positive well-being, their journey in music and fashion. And the fashion part is nice to be a bit more relevant because we're back in the shop. Well yeah, boom. So, if, if we sound tired it's because we've just done our first shift, it's, yeah it's accurate. We've just worked a day in the shop for the first time in three months. It's exhausting. Yep. Well it is for you. Uh, yeah. I've, I've kind of... I've lost all social skills. That's what I found today. I've struggled to talk, communicate with people, how I used to. Well, you used to be very good at um, talking to all manner of people from all walks of life. All walks of life. <laughs> well, I'm a social comedian mm. like that. No. Yeah. Famously. But yeah, I, I my, my small talk was rubbish today. Is that because uh, not just because you're knackered? Oh, it could be. I didn't sleep very well last night for various reasons that I won't go into. None of them are interesting. Uh, so why didn't you it sleep could well be last that. night? You want me to go into them? <laughs> Briefly, t- 20 well, seconds. I suppose, uh, well, my stomach was aching. From? Overeating, I think. Mm-hmm. A lot of my wife's birthday chocolates. Okay. We're, we're getting through a lot. Yeah. <laughs> and then, yeah, my stomach hurt. That was keeping me awake. And That's then, a pair of gloves, isn't it? <laughs> Feels like one just, of the murderers in Colombo. Yeah, just keep you in the loop. There's, there's a man... Walking past the shop, this is the beauty of recording the podcast in here. You're going to get live commentary of what we can see out of the window. In this street in Colchester, it's notorious for... <laughs> eccentrics. Yeah, let's call them eccentrics. They're like not... lovely pair of black leather gloves. Like the sort yeah. of leather gloves that a man would wear when he's killed the gardener <laughs> because she's been having an affair with uh, yeah. his sister. They were a murderer's gloves. Yeah. That's the only way of describing yeah, them. I think, mean, yeah, he looks like a mentor. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so my stomach was hurting, then my brain, then your brain kicks in. My stomach stopped hurting, but by that point, my brain was going, "Well, You're not it's really late now, isn't it?" Yeah, 
You're never going to get to sleep. Even if you go to sleep now, you're only going to get three hours. Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. And once you're into that... And it's getting light. Yeah, it was getting light. Yeah, you can tell what time it is, by the way, when it's getting light. And then, oh, no. It's caught to four. Mm. At the, sort of... Was Which that my know? lowest? Mm. <laughs> at my a, lowest. That's a low time. No one should see caught to four. Did you just get up? I go downstairs and try no, to sleep on the I went, to, I went and had a wee. Yeah. Well, what you could have done. Yeah, similar. What, what could I've done that would have made me sleep yeah. better? Yeah, mm. it's just yeah. I, I suppose there is a separate bedroom where I could have done that. Yeah. <laughs> well, next time, next time. Yeah. Uh, okay, so Jess, um, where yeah. are we and who are we? So, well, I, we've kind of explained that to a degree, haven't we? But I'm Jez, Jeremy Peter Dixon, my full name. That's Stephen Robert Hurdle, BA Honours. We're in. I can't hear you. Pathetic. Uh, what? Turn the volume up. The volume's on the right hand side. That's a bloody stupid new phone, isn't it? Oh, yeah, it was off, wasn't it? There you go. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> but that'll be it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Probably, it's probably better with the sound off, I'd have thought. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so we are here live from Best Vintage on Eld Lane in Colchester. First time we've been back in here trading for three months. Yep. So it feels peculiar, isn't it? Uh, well, you didn't work here today, but... So I've got no idea how peculiar the feeling well, is. Well, I'm here but... to tell you, it's peculiar. Okay. And were you worried about the virus? Did it cross your mind? Like, kind of like, or different people talking about it? Or was it literally yeah, just well, kind of was... like, just like business as usual? No, it was the topic. It was the hot topic on everyone's lips. Yeah. And... <laughs> and... Oh, yeah, I felt a bit like asking. I repeat myself. I didn't like doing like asking people the same question. They must have already been how asked. How was lockdown? That. Yeah, how was, was that, lockdown was that, for you? Was that your still? Yeah. Well, this you know sign language. Simon and the witch. Sign language. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So we talked about it a lot, and I, I just feel a bit blasé about it. I felt probably too blasé. Well, if you're not going to listen, that's the... I am sorry, I'm just texting. <laughs> it's, like being, I hope it's like talking to the wife. Yeah. He'll sorry. probably edit this out, but Steve's yeah. just on his phone having a little text. <laughs> there, goes, there goes my mental health. Yeah. Yeah, sorry. Oh, it's Facebook Live problems. Your stupid new phone, that's the problem with it. It used to work fine before, now it's a new phone. It was always quiet. Lovely it? picture, but... That is very clear, isn't it? Yeah. Good phone, that. Mm. Mid-range. Best mid-range... Yeah. Phone on the on the market on the market. Okay. Um, yeah, so okay, what are you even talking about? Oh, oh coronavirus and people asking. <laughs> yeah, questions. yeah, I bet you're gonna. There's gonna be a lot of that. Like, oh, how was your lockdown? Yeah. Oh, how do you feel about being back in work? And I was sort of yeah asking people Don't like ask what, me that. what have they accomplished? Okay. What have you learnt while you're in lockdown? Yep. No, I didn't really get too Any many answers? interesting answers. Well, to be fair, I spoke to quite a lot a lot of people in bands who had been like songwriting. Okay, that's but, pretty uh, cool. him him out of pet needs. Johnny. Yeah, Johnny out of pet needs. Okay, he'd, he came in. He'd written an album. <laughs> Look at that. Getting distracted here. I've just cancelled the live feed because it's not working. Ah, uh, what? Fuck it. It's too distracted anyway. Alright. Uh, yeah. Okay. Anyway, yeah, so uh, 
where we were. I was saying, well, it's too strange. We're sitting here looking out the window and just watching people walk past. <laughs> We've never done it like this before. No, it's weird. We used to be the other way around. Yeah. Anyway, yeah, so... Um, yeah, so all we're talking, all everyone's talking about is the virus. Yeah. And we're kind of, you know, going around in circles with the conversation. People seem to either be really blase about it or, well, the people who are really paranoid about it weren't here. They're at home. Of course they are, yeah. Because they won't come in. But, so the, you, but you, everyone you, was you talking about... Layers. Well, but they're talking about p- their friends who are the okay. the paranoia's. Yeah, criticizing. No, not criticizing. Just saying, you know, I, you know, my mum is still isolating, or my friend is really sort of hypochondriac yeah. or whatever. Yeah. It seems I've noticed that it seems to be, maybe this is coincidental, but it seems in all the couples I know, one of them is the blasé and the other's the paranoid. Gender thing? Are you going to get gender? No, up? no, because it's different in. I'm definitely Each. more blasé than... You're the blasé and you're... But then I'm not... I suppose... I'm, I'm aware, but I'm trying not to let it affect me. So I'm still trying to live my life. And I have to, with work and stuff. So I'm out and about, but I'm, trying, I'm not going into people's personal space and snogging them or anything like that. You know, it's like... You know, you're trying to give it your two metres, but really and truly it's like you have to... Um... It's going. It's too difficult. Well, no, no, we might have to start doing the next one the other way around. <laughs> yeah, this is just an experiment. Yeah, but people keep walking past the, the window. window. They keep grabbing our attention. Shop. Yeah, because it's summer. Various people. Yeah, mainly girls. <laughs> uh, okay, and that sounds coarse. Yeah, that's us. Uh, well, well, my song of the week is going to sort of tie into that because uh, oh, I forgot to do one. So yeah. Oh, okay. Well, I just so do you mind. do yours, yeah. yeah. Mine is "You've Been Flirting Again." Which okay. is a song by Bjork. Yeah. Why is that for post? Well, because that is kind of what I'm talking about. I that's my sort of sales technique in here. I'm basically a flirt with both genders before you have a pop. Yeah. Come true. one, come all. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> it is true. To a degree. We don't gender in this shop. No. Well, exactly. And yeah, I'm, I'm a bit of a natural flirt. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I'm, this is I'm back at it. Essentially, well, I was trying to be back at back at it, but I'm rusty. Rusty. Well, That's it's, my point. It's, gonna, it's like getting your shop legs back. You know, it's been three yeah. months, and so you're probably feeling tired from that. Yeah, as well, my legs like, are achy, and yeah. my flirt is off. Yeah, off. Okay. Well, you've done alright. You got through your first day. Yeah. Just be happy about that. Well, I'm happy. It was quite busy. It was nice, and lots of people. You could, you know, there's a f- few people outside the shop waiting when I got in. That's, That's always nice. nice. Yeah. A queue like Primark. Yeah, basically. Yeah, I, no one needs to know it was two people. Oh, oh. Don't. Yeah. Uh, and people came came in especially just mm-hmm. to, just to say hello. People who didn't have any money but they wanted to, you know, show their show yeah. their face. That was really nice, comforting. I mean, that's kind of what we've been trying to do is create that community, yeah. that sense of it more being more than just somewhere we come and buy something. Yeah. You, you know, it's obviously lovely when they do buy things, but it's not a prerequisite. It's also nice when they come in just for a chat. Yeah, it's nice. It must be good to recontact people. Eh? Yeah, it was. It was, and that you know, it's only tip of the iceberg. I'm sure as the weeks go by, we'll see all the all the faces, the faces. and it'll be lovely. Uh, do you want to open the can of worms that is TV shows being cancelled because of? Uh, yeah, no, I'm happy to. Because now we've we've spoken. Of, I even I wrote it down is because it's something that we've been speaking about personally, right? In the mm. last um, the last week, and obviously it's something of a current affair now. Obviously, people what listening back to this podcast. This is the time. It's just after 
a lot of TV shows have been taken off, or episodes have been taken off more. At first, well, I thought it was t- whole TV shows, but now it's more like it's like certain episodes, right? Yeah. And yeah. certain bits of TV shows, and that's not uh, nowhere near as. Well, I'll tell you what; it already feels sweeping. like it's moved on. Yeah. I think like the news cycle moved on. Like the end of last week, it was that was what all everyone was talking about, and yeah. there was the outraged, "How dare you cancel Faulty Towers?" Mm-hmm. And there was a lot of fake news flying around. There's people yeah. saying in between us was cancelled, stuff yeah. like that. Like details, really, are, like you know, absolute bollocks flying yeah. around. But people who were that was their agenda were very happy to sort of use that and say it as fact. Like yeah. I can't believe they're cancelling between us. This is you know, yeah. the world's gone mad yeah. here. Uh, but mo- a lot of it was bollocks. And certain individual episodes, I think, should be cancelled because we've moved on. You know, it to me it's you know those sitcoms from the seventies and before that that were of a time, and we now realise they were horrible and racist, and so they don't get shown anymore. You know, we moved on from them, and then this is sort of our generation's version of that. And culture changes, morality changes, and you can roll with it and be reasonable, or you can kind of kick against the system and cry that you can't watch an episode of Only Fools and Horses where they say the P word. Uh-huh. That's that's my view on it. I, I think it was a storm in a teacup and that... Politicised. Yeah. Highly. Like, well, if you look at all, all the way the kind of... all the aggro in London at the weekend was... Oh, God, that was so horrible to watch, wasn't it? And it's, yeah. It's... Uh, if you're gonna pick a, if you're gonna have to pick a side, then I know which side I'm picking. You know what I mean? <laughs> so, it's just horrible to watch all that sort of stuff. Apart from that guy in the green polo shirt that wound up his punch before trying to punch a police <laughs> officer. See that bit? That was yeah, funny. I didn't see that. He's like kind of like dancing on the spot, uh, like, like as a boxer, and he kind of wound it up. <laughs> I'll, show, I'll share it to you. It was, but it was, yeah, it was horrible to see that. It's depressing, isn't it? Yeah. But then, yeah, then you you have the like the Daily Mail front pages. What happened to our tolerant? Yeah. Society and you, you see all the head, you know, the front pages that they've they've been responsible yeah. for over the last yeah. however many years, stoking it up. And but you, you know, very well, papers are pictures. Oh yeah, they just yeah. picked whatever, whatever sells papers yeah. essentially, yeah. and that their readership, yeah, sort of feeds into that. Because I, I, I was of the I feel sad opinion. No, I was, and I was like, oh, mm. we, had a, we had a discussion about it, didn't we? But. I, I think like, I gave it some thought and I think that I felt sad because I felt like shit things are moving and changing and I'm showing my age a little bit like I was like like oh, oh I can't do that oh, sort of stuff. I was watching my day and I think that's more of a statement of me than it was about the situation because it's me feeling like threatened about how I'm feeling older mm-hmm. and young people are kind of I'm not understanding the stuff that I was into when I was their age and so that's a sign of my my times and change is often driven by young people, but I still think that really that nothing's going to change. And I think that the, the status quo is as is it you know is set society set as yeah enough. the system the system, system is built it, so that you can't you won't change too much. Yeah, you change so it's superficial yeah. surface area stuff. Open the open the can of drink fizzy drink to let a bit of um hiss out, but not not the whole thing. Well, sadly, you're probably right, and that that actually is kind of. We were talking earlier about 
how a lot of people during lockdown have sort of made, well, I suppose you, you call it virtual signaling, about kind of when lockdown's over, they'll support independent businesses yeah. Yeah. and they'll change <clears throat> they'll change their habits because they've had these, this time to reflect or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then you come out, first day the shop's open, and then the massive queue outside the Primark, Primark yeah. TK Maxx, all these big... Nothing's going to fucking change. It's like it's already busy in the roads, like it was. All this. Remember before when it's happened, everyone's like, oh, it'd be so cool for the mm. environment and it's a nice way to live like this. As soon as everything goes back, everything goes back to how it was. Yeah. People are just, it's wired into them. Well, they, people are just, cre- they're creatures of habit. They're creatures of, conv- all they want is convenience and as cheap as possible. And anything else is an inconvenience. Mm. <laughs> Paying more is an inconvenience. Driving further is an inconvenience. Mm. You know, going to somewhere out of your way. It's an inconvenience. And, yeah, it sounds like I'm just angry at the general public. And I am. <laughs> and that's accurate. Yeah. But, you know, I, you know I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not a flipping saint. I shop at... I don't shop at Primark, but I, I go to big supermarkets or whatever where yeah. I could buy my veg from locally. Veg from locally and butchers, meat from yeah. whatever. And I don't. So, you know, I'm part of the problem. I'm not, I'm not saying... We preach like the whole idea of circular economy, don't we? Is mm. the idea that shopping locally it helps brings money back into your local economy, and that is doesn't happen so much when you're shopping in big places. The shareholders are these like mysterious foreign-owned companies where you don't know where the money's going. These shareholders mm. and like it's none of it's going back into the local. I mean, I suppose you're employing local people, but it's you know you're guaranteed it with young. With you know the profits of the businesses are going back into the local area. You know we were saying before that we, if it, money we earn, we spend in a local area. We go to the local pub, the local cafe, the local coffee shop, the local knickknack shop, and this yeah I don't know. It's where we've been through it before, and like a lot of our marketing is about that, isn't it as well? And our yeah, I get, yeah, I guess we have to stick to our guns and look after the people who are kind of. Yeah, we should live that more life as well. Try our best to kind of live like that yeah, as well to be authentic and yeah. kind of. Yeah, oh, you know, we we, are, we we've made strides. We're, hmm. we're doing better than we were. You just yeah, you just want it's convenient to go to Sainsbury's and get everything under one roof. Yep. You know, rather than trudge around going here for your veg, there yep. for your whatever. Your exactly, your time. People's time is precious. Yeah, but. <clears throat> You know, just just do good where you can. I suppose mm. is the is the message there. Um, okay, so I this episode I'm calling the backstage episode. Oh, <laughs> um, and it's more going back into band life, um, which we haven't done for a little bit, um, mm. and life. What some of the experiences are from being in a band. So, why do you think talking about being backstage is relevant to being in a band? So this we should say this is the we're going to be talking about the backstage. Did you say that? Yeah. Okay. Good. <laughs> just right. Okay. Just reinforcing that. It's yeah. good to reinforce these things. Yeah. Why is being backstage relevant? Yeah, well, to being in a band, like what what relevance does it have to musicians and band life? Well, I suppose it's kind of this sort of mysterious place where you only sort of find out about it when you're in a band. Yeah. It's kind of symbolic of this rock and roll fantasy life that yeah. people, I imagine, people think that musicians lead mm-hmm. before you're in a band you think of you think of kind of that it's a big room with just limitless booze drugs food whatever you want mm-hmm. your every whim 
And I suppose, it, yeah, it, it's kind of synonymous with the rock and roll dream, if mm. you will. Putting stuff on your rider, having the blue M&Ms taken out of your, yeah. of your packet, getting a fresh pair of trainers every night. White underpants. White underpants, whenever you want. Yeah, yeah. fresh underpants. Fresh socks. But of course... The reality? As with, <laughs> as with many aspects of being a musician, the reality is not very often not like that. Um, so how big do you say the rooms were in general? Like For us? Yeah. Well, they varied. They varied. They, they varied. That's a stupid question. Really, they but. varied all the way from essentially a closet yeah. or cupboard, if yeah. you will. You like the closet. <laughs> to go in a closet and come out the closet. Uh, yeah, sometimes like, it literally was like a store, store cupboard mm. or whatever and it yeah. was filth and you'd be worried about taking your socks off in there. Yeah. And then sometimes you'd get a <coughs> rel- relatively luxurious... A sofa. sofa. <laughs> I'm trying to think of what the biggest, fanciest one we... We would sometimes have big rooms with a, yeah. a fridge full of beer. That's one of my questions actually. Um, weird backstage areas or something. So I've written down... Uh, Coco, yeah, that was like up about ten flights of stairs, like right at the top of the building. Yes. You had to walk for fucking miles up. There. I used to like the ones where it was kind of a labyrinth to get up there, and it yeah. kind of you felt really distant from the. You could really distance yourself from the from the actual venue, the, room, the, venue, the venue and the room, and, the and yeah, because I always found it if you were like had a room right by the stage and kind of you could hear the mm. buzz of the crowd yeah. or the emptiness of yeah, the crowd yeah. and the support band or whatever. Yeah, then I couldn't really. That, Focus. That one was so far away that you just—it was like you had a shower and. Yeah. I remember having it like if we played, we played in Coco in London, in Camden. That is this venue, mm-hmm. big, big venue, big old place. I reckon we played there four times, mm-hmm. five times, um, and yeah, like often the tour, and so it was good to have a shower there, and like you were across the room from the main band. And I remember once we played there, and we, as we went on stage, came back, and someone had been in and stole every little bit of alcohol out of the fridge. Oh yeah, motherfuckers. Raided everything. Was it, it. was it Carl Barrett? It was all that lot, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I was like, you know, we were like, played a gig and like desperate for a beer afterwards and there's nothing left, it had all been taken. That was demoralising, wasn't it? That was out of order. Yeah, it was out of order. That was like See, a club enemy thing, I think. People think musicians are all kind of kind hearted yeah. philanthropists. Yeah. They're not. Yeah. Some of them are right cunts. Uh, I'm not saying it was definitely Cole Barat, but we he was watched back, backstage at one of our gigs at Coco, I remember that. And he was him and, Off his, his, head. Him and his cronies were all um, yeah. drinking our beer. Drinking a lot of beer, looked like our beer. <laughs> yeah, Carling. Because we, <laughs> we didn't say anything. <laughs> you, uh, have that, you have that delicious beer, Mr. Barat. Yeah. Nottingham Rock City. Do you remember that? It's where mm, we were really? playing in a small room, but our backstage area was at the backstage of the main room. There's no, there, was, it, it was, there was not a gig oh, on there. Oh, yeah. Night, and we'd have to walk from across the stage of the massive oh, yeah. where all the massive bands played jump down and walk across the huge venue from the Rock City to go into yeah, play our little gig because I think Death Cab for Cutie were playing like the next day the next or day or something yeah so, yeah I remember that and yeah so you were kind of like see, having a taste of what you could have had <laughs> come on have a look at what you could have won yeah and you go here's and, your tiny little room <laughs> yeah and you have to go in your, your empty tiny little room in Rock uh, City oh yeah I'd forgotten that yeah. Some of these things I blocked out deliberately. Yeah. <laughs> it's just good, good to you have them on The first time I played at Rock City, not in a, we, Kaiser Chiefs were playing in the main room, yeah. and their oh, tour yeah. bus blocked us in, we couldn't get out. Yep, do you remember that? Yeah. Thanks. Stuck there, friggin' ages. What do you think about Kaiser Chiefs? Uh, Got anything to. No. 
Yeah, no problem then. I had a fairly different, really. Okay, yeah, so. I was, But I remember at the time being like, we can't get out, and like, <laughs> they were like, after their gig, like, some of these, like, autographs from all these, like, cool people and all these girls around, and we were mm. sitting in another little van going, all right, can't get out, what? can't get out! Remember, this was you once upon a time. Your huge, your huge tour bus is blocking the exit. We've got a plane hole tomorrow. Barnsley. <laughs> What's, he name? What's his name? Ricky Wilson. Ricky! <laughs> Ricky! Topsy! <laughs> hey! Yeah. Fluctuator. Yeah. Uh, okay, what about... Actually, Milton Keynes. Do you remember that little backstage room? It was like in a weird nightclub, and that, the backstage oh, room was overlooking the, the dance floor. Yeah, yep. it was on the top floor, and you'd look over yep. the. There was like the indie room where we were playing, and you looked the other side, and there was like a kind of like yeah, nightclub, like, club. like the sort, sort of, of place of where um, David Brent and chasers, chasers, yeah. <laughs> going up chasers, New York, New York. Yeah, uh, yeah. There's like really hooch, empty. In hooch there. for a pound, one of bras getting free. Yeah, nightclub that never sleeps. <laughs> that places it too. Uh, yeah. But that was yeah, that would be you look over the wind, look over into that, and there's like no one in there, really empty, like, apart from a couple of like geese lads in their clean shirts. <laughs> and you'd be sitting up there going, "This is weird." And look over into our venue as well, and you could look down to that one. Yeah. That, that was weird. Although I remember being ill, that was one. Of yeah. t- I remember being really sick. Yeah. At that point, having to lie down. Can't remember that place was cool, but like random places <laughs> or a place where. I remember it was Stoke and it was like a kind of like a harem tent or something and it was all like, like drapes and like cushions all over the place oh and yeah what, well that's what I love about it they all had their different quirks didn't yeah. they all the backstage areas all the venues yeah everyone that's, was different that's one of the best things it was remember King Tut's yeah I was going to say King Tut's because yeah. they they would treat you the best they, yeah. it didn't matter how small you were like whether you were playing to five people or five hundred they would they would treat you Really well, you'd, you'd get there and you'd have a spag bowl, yeah. And it was very rare we were having hot food at that stage, so it was, yeah, it was always nice to have that proper yeah, was, treat. And, they and then you just went upstairs, there was a nice beer, there was decent beer in there, not just old. And then, yeah, they always look after you, didn't they? Yeah. And do you what about when we played with the Electric Six? Do you remember the first time we played it? Was it Glasgow, Barrowlands? And the main dude from the Electric Six came in and hey, nice to meet you. Yeah. It, I'm just gonna. You know, went in our toilet, took a massive dump. <laughs> went, Welcome to the tour, and then left. And left. Do you think he does that to every support band? Maybe that's like a rite of passage. Yeah, you come in, take a shit, see how they handle it. Yeah, are these, are the these play, guys going to be the place out? Are these guys going to be team players, or are they going to kick off at the yeah. submarine, the brown submarine I've just left? Yeah. Or about uh, embrace when we played with them, and we it was the boxing ring. And they yes. had like the uh, boxing ring in the back of the back of the backstage area. Oh yeah, and it was all just like gym equipment and stuff yeah. back there. That was a weird one, yeah. Well, it's weird playing in a boxing ring. Yeah. Weird being in a boxing ring. Yeah. The first time you Yeah. <laughs> it's weird being anywhere manly. Yeah. Or the other side of the coin is when you'd have to get changed in the toilets. Yeah, that was... A pissy urinal. They're not great ra- moments, are like they? cleaning the teeth. Because you want to get into your gig wear. Yeah. Like, for, certainly for me and Steve, we would get out of our day... We'd like to get out of our day wear and put the rock clothes on. Mm-hmm. and then Change your of, socks. Yeah. It's a symbolic change because then you're sort of stage ready. You feel like a new person, like putting on a mask, if you will. Mm. So you're ready. You're ready to, you know, be the rock star version of yourself. And if you have to make that transition in a pity flawed toilet, yeah, it's old, hard to yeah, get into the some rock. geezer with his willy out, pissing, yeah. pissing up against the wall, missing the urinal. My 
Murder 2001. You might recognize me from my collaborations with Radiohead and Stephen Hawking. I actually did a lot of his heavy lifting for him. Anyway, I'm here to tell you about Best Days Vintage. If you like sustainable vintage fashion, feel-good prints, and positive well-being, then they're the guys for you. Visit them at 40 Elf Lane, Colchester, or online at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. out, mother crushers. It's you, hard to like, get, you, get yeah. your rock head on, isn't it? Yeah, and you put, you put your fresh socks on and the first thing you do is you put your foot on the floor and you stand in piss. Yeah. Cleaning your teeth in the toilets. Yeah. Yeah. Putting your eye, contact lenses in. Oh, God, yeah. In the mirror rock, of the van. Rock and roll. <laughs> well, yeah, you, I often you just use a CD to do that. Yeah. Because we'd have unsold CDs. <laughs> Around. Yeah. What was it like? Uh, it's like fifty-fifty. Sometimes you were completely on your own. You had your own room, and other times you like all you and all the strange band members you never met before, all kind of like crowded mm. into one little room. Yeah, having to kind of make polite small talk with a bunch of people you don't really never met. Yes, before. that can all obviously always go uh, one of two ways. Yeah, because some bands are notoriously like standoffish. Yeah, and like competitive. Like there's that always that sound check thing where everyone sort of stood there, yeah. arms folded, the other band like watching you going, Go on, impress me. Mm. And if, if you're crap they look you know, they don't talk to you. If you're good they don't talk to you because 'cause they're worried. Yeah. Or they think you're crap or they think yeah. you're good. Obviously it's all subjective. They're probably best relationships if they think you're alright. Yeah. In my experience. But it was also weird, like with like the beer fridge, and he's like, "There's a." It, it was obvious from the off that there was like you had to share the beer fridge, and yeah. like, then you got into that jostling position, like who's going to get just, what? Yeah, just take as many as you can, put them in a bag. Yeah. Or do you try and jostle for position to get the yeah. best? To try and take the dressing room over so the other band don't feel welcome. Yeah, just crowd around the fridge. Yeah. Sort of block it off. Yeah. Yeah. Did we ever do that? I, I don't know. Sure like, like us. No. I'm sure that there was loads of times where we try and get in there first and just get you stake your claim. But yeah. you have to like make, make small talk with people as well, and it's always a bit painful and a bit. You know. Sometimes you make friends with people though. If you saw the same bands, like if you ever had to play with the same bands actually a few times on the on the t- circuit, sometimes you became friends with them where you recognise each other and go, "All oh, right, yeah, hey, yes." Like, there's a few bands you kind of see quite regularly. That was always nice, wasn't it? Yeah, especially if neither of you were doing very well. <laughs> There was a sort of shared sense of uh, yeah. struggle, Yeah, I think. And sometimes it's really cool after the gig if you stay in after late and you end up having a few drinks with them afterwards and never laugh. Remember once we played in... Fuck. Cheltenham? Of that band, we stayed in the venue. The, the owner liked to drink, obviously. And it was like, we were all playing like... Yeah. And like, what, someone, I think Eva was driving and so he, he, sat, he was sat down and he was, it got a bit moody because we all got pissed. And Which is fair, it's fair enough. Was that? Yeah, Cheltenham sounds right. That was quite early. Yeah, early doors. I forget. And we became, became friends with that band, and they had like the song yeah. where the drummer sp- spoke. The bass player spoke a lot. Yeah, I can't remember what they called now, but yeah, it was cool. Sometimes when you did become friends with another band, and you kind of like saw each other around, and oh yeah, you're right. Yeah, it was nice, especially if you like made friends with them. They were from a different 
town or yeah. whatever, and you then then they come and see you next time you play in the town, yeah. or you'd maybe get a gig with them again in that town, yeah. or you'd stay around their house, yeah. and you build that like network with yeah. other bands. And you could only do that if yeah, if you were like, well, not polite, but yeah, you have to have good people skills basically. Mm. You know, a few drinks in you, and you some bands turn into absolute mm. knobheads, or they're, they're really shy and they don't want to talk yeah. to you at all. Another time, yeah, it was definitely easier if he got to know them and he kind of became okay, kind of pally. We had some sort of connection. There's a few yeah. bands we became friends with, wasn't it? We used to hang out with that band from Brighton. Yes, Animal. Pepe. They had Animal in there. Animal. Yeah, can't remember now. But yeah, we got stay around the house and stuff, wouldn't you? And Lloyd was the guitarist. Lloyd, yeah, the handsome Lloyd. <laughs> John he, was. He a was good, a looker. I can't remember what they're called. Yeah, but you end up like kind of like becoming like pals with certain. Yeah, man. And, and that was good fun when you did play gigs with him because you was a hand. Like, you have a few drinks together. You you hang out backstage because it was good to do. Well, that's what that's well, what it's about, really, isn't it? Because you often chose to go backstage before a gig, didn't you? You didn't like to come out, but I was. I didn't mind coming out. No, because I, I, I was bored. nervous. Yeah, I was always so nervous. So I was n- no good talking to people. Yeah. So, like, because people were just all, oh, "How are you feeling?" Yeah, yeah, that I'm question. nervous. Yeah, <laughs> thanks. Yeah, next. Looking forward to it. No, not really. They're like the two questions. And yeah, did you enjoy that. Yeah, they're like gem- like the three questions you always get. At a gig. And none of them are good questions. Yeah. No, yeah, it's just don't. So I would, yeah, I would take myself out the back and kind of just. Have a few drinks and get try and build up some Dutch courage. I guess yeah. was my try and focus a little bit and mm. maybe think about a few things that I was going to say on stage that would mm. appear so like I, I, I made always, them up on the spot. Yeah. But so I've always tried like even when we were setting up, for example, because we didn't really have roadies, so I would always set your stuff up for you, wouldn't I? So you yes. didn't have to come out until the actual gig. Yeah, the rock star boy. That's a bit. What's the word? Diva. Well, that was as diva-ish as I got, like, but yeah. you can understand that. That's the. Well, you need to stand, set a microphone up to um, oh, yeah. six foot. <laughs> well, you want it at the top, you want yeah. it. And I used to remember that sometimes you do Russ microphone, you go off and I'd go and put his microphone really high yeah. or really short. <laughs> he had a complex about his height a bit, didn't yeah. he? So I'd either make his microphone really short. <laughs> did he get arrested once and the police yeah. wrote down his height as like five foot seven? <laughs> and he went, six foot! <laughs> yeah. That, he was devastated by that. <laughs> he never really got over that. Five foot seven. But yeah, that, that was always a good laugh, like doing that. Yeah. That was like a little routine for a while, and you'd come back on stage and you'd be like, oh, for fuck's sake. You didn't, you, you didn't really get nervous, did you? No, not really. Like, I had different ways of coping with it, really. Like, where some, like Nick would be like, like kind of like boxing of style. Yeah. I would just like kind of sit down and just chill out. I wouldn't really kind of... got bored backstage. Well, this could, you want to do the drugs. Take the drugs. Don't take, didn't take drugs. Don't take drugs. Well, that's what I mean. That's what. That's why people it's take boring. drugs. Take drugs backstage. There's nothing to do out there. It's just sitting there in yeah, a room with you, suddenly, people you spend the whole day with. Suddenly you take drugs and suddenly they're interesting. Yeah. Well, suddenly you've, you're, not like you like, think you're interesting. Yeah, maybe the big ones, but it's like, you know, ones we were in, it's like like a bedroom, really. And you go, mm, now what? <laughs> <laughs> seeing you all day. And, I don't yeah. know, it's like, now I'm seeing you, but I'm yeah. mildly drunk. Yeah. Now I'm exciting. But you can see why you can see why people do turn to drugs, because so much of touring is fucking boring. Yeah. Sitting, waiting. Yeah. In just various rooms. Yeah. And so I guess people get into drugs out of boredom, really, and then they get smashed afterwards, and then they need the drugs to kind of. Well, you hear that old cycle. Yeah. Like, yeah. We never had that, but we always would be like 
drinking afterwards generally you hang around for a bit afterwards don't you and like, especially if it's been a good gig yeah. if it's absolute shit we get the hell out of there but <laughs> if it's good love you don't have a drink afterwards or try and mix yeah. with people and mingle well, that's why. And then you start talking to other bands a bit after the gigs, often, don't you? Yeah. Well, then kind people of are, get bands are funny before gigs. The boundaries come down a little bit, don't they? Yeah. The... Generally, bands are funny before gigs. Like, yeah. You don't get many people that are, like pretty chill. They're generally quite focused on what they've got to do, and they've got their game face on. Yeah. They? Everyone has their routines, and you, you don't want to kind of m- yeah. mess with their routines. And it's afterwards you kind of see the real. Yeah. The real people, I suppose. Yeah. Because if you'd met us before, you'd think we were a bit kind of standoffish, maybe. Because yeah. we did a lot of playing. I say we you lot did a lot of playing Scrabble and stuff, didn't you? And <coughs> played games and stuff before. Sometimes, yeah. Something to do, but there's yeah. a lot of so much waiting, especially if you're on last and you like nothing to do. That was usually like before soundcheck. I used to fucking hate time. playing last, like because it's like even longer to wait. Well, temptation. Yeah, like if you could at least if you like you came in, you play because you soundcheck last, so then you come and play first, then you're done. Then there's, it's a, lot busy. Be, there's a lot to be said for that busy don't know you leave your stuff on stage you haven't got yeah. you then go back on stage and you know, yeah. after some other bands being faffed about you got to change your room back around again and it can be that people a lot of people turn up early and then go want to go leave yeah. early yeah so, i mean the middle slot was often the yeah was often the best i was, I was, a, big fan, I was a big fan of just leaving it on stage and coming off oh yeah i hate having to fucking like put everything back on again and change it all around it's such a pain in the ass how, how do you feel about bands who are very particular about their equipment and won't let you touch their stuff touch their stuff yeah do you have a word for them? I don't know because I, it's like it's like kind of like it's almost like a kind of like a pissing pissing up pissing on it, kind of like you know, I'm the big dog, so I'm going to piss all over you. Mm-hmm. Like especially like the big bands, you know, oh, you can't do any, you can't yeah, touch my stuff. Don't touch like, my job. You know, yeah, all that sort of stuff, and you can't do this, you can't do that. But you know, when it comes to like the smaller gigs, where like you're all in it together, really, it's like you get some bands that will give it the big man syndrome. But really, there, like, yeah, there were still bands who would give it the big one and yeah. wouldn't let you touch their stuff. Who were, like pretending like they were, yeah, like they bigger than they were. Yeah, dicks. But we all knew the truth. Yeah, remember like when if we I don't know if we mentioned this before when at that Barrowlands gig with Electric Six when Raph's bass broke. Yeah, in the first song. Yeah, and he literally just grabbed another band's spare bass without yeah. asking anyone. Electric Six's spare bass. Yeah. Just, I suppose he didn't really have any option. No, what else are you going to do? <laughs> either, the gig's over, yeah. or he just nick a bass from someone. Yeah. It's, it's amazing looking back how sort of ill-prepared yeah. ill prepared we were for that tour. We didn't have anything, we just turned up. <laughs> didn't even have a sound man, a tour manager. I just went, all right, my, my brother, my younger brother was like the nearest we had to a roadie. Yeah. He just came along for, a, for the ride, really, and we just turned up. I remember that first time we played because that was a fucking big old venue. We just we just walked in and went, uh, it's actually quite big in here. Yeah, we, I don't think we'd realised what we'd, no. what we were encountering. And that was the one where after that where we did the dump and stuff, and that we'd sound checked really late. We didn't even have time to do anything, even like have a beer, hardly have a beer. It's like right, you're on. Fucking hell, we just bloody got in here. Yep. It was such a long way to the stage, and all the lights are off. And this person's like pushing you through, like going, "Come on, down here with a torch and stuff, yeah, wasn't it?" And they're going, "Go was... on, go on, go on, come on, chop, chop, chop." And that point, we didn't know how many people were in the audience. No fucking point, idea. Cause... It was like we'd only just literally settled in. We'd sat down and gone, "Fucking hell, that was stressful." That sound check. They must have opened the doors the minute we'd got off stage. Must have done. And then it was the time for a packet of crisps. Minutes, we would have if Matt hadn't eaten them. Yeah, twenty minutes. <laughs> yeah, tops. Yeah, and it was like, "Right, you're on." We're like, what? Go on, and then all like the talks and all they pushed you, and suddenly all the lights came on. We were on the stage, and it was so dark we didn't even realize we were on the stage. Yeah. Uh, 
and there's like suddenly there's like thousands of people watching you know that and like it was like it's a really fucking, weird experience wasn't it and it, it was, like was like proper i don't know how the hell we even got back to the backstage room because it was such yeah. a long walk for all these corridors lefts and rights and alleyways and upstairs downstairs that was like an out of body experience yeah. wasn't it that one so weird yeah weren't ready like at all dream. for that did it though didn't we but he did it yeah that was nice it was a nice feeling afterwards when you like complete strangers yeah. coming up to you and saying oh um, what were you called? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like clones. Didn't someone say that as we walked on stage? He's like his clones. Yeah, well, before we played a note, yeah, they said, he's like fucking clones. Yeah. Clones. That is, if you don't speak Scottish. Yeah. Uh, I think, cause, I assume because we were dressed the same and all have the same haircut. Yeah. Uh, so I'm moving on to um, our new regular feature, Bound for Life. Uh, so this time we're actually going to FaceTime a friend of ours. What do you say he's a friend? Yeah, <laughs> Cat Weasel. Oh, there, oh, he, oh, is. there he is. Rule of the Manor. What's going on? Have you got trousers on, Henry? Huh? Have you got any bottoms on? Have I got any boxes on? Well, yeah. any, any kind of bottoms. Oh, oh yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, oh. Bloody, I was like... The name from the, the, the Joe Exotic, the Tiger King. Joe Exotic, isn't it? Yeah. How you doing, mate? You're right. Suffering a little bit from the old hay fever, if I'm honest with you. I'm not going to lie. Oh. Well, welcome this... to the Failed Rockstar Club podcast. This isn't live, is it? No. No, it's not live. It's been recorded, Dave. You can say fuck or bugger. And I'm not going to edit it, so don't say anything out of order. You, you, you knew not to put me on live. We're not PC enough. <laughs> Uh, I, well, uh, yeah, I, we were trying to record it on Facebook, but it wasn't working. Everyone was like messaging us saying you can't hear it, so we just gave up. Gave up with it. Yeah, no worries. How was um? How did today go? In the shop. Yeah, it was good actually. Yeah, it's nice. Not yeah, like yeah. not mega busy, but busy enough. And saw lots of faces, people I hadn't seen for a few months, which was nice. Nice to catch yeah. up. It sort of works, does it? The system. Yeah. There go. isn't really much of a system. You open the door and hope people come in. It's free, it's, it is quite hard to police. There are a few times where I had to say, oh, sorry, you're going to have to wait out there, and then they just pissed off. They didn't want to wait. That's always going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, at a place where they haven't, you know, there isn't, there's loads of places they can be in. They, don't, they haven't come specifically for, for us, so. Yeah. It's not like going to the co op. Well, that's good, though. At least you guys are open. It's good. Yeah, it's yeah. nice. Yeah. It's, yeah, refreshing. It's, it feels like a step forward. Yeah, yeah. Been some pretty crazy time. Yeah. Rubbish. So, Jez, can yes. I uh, ask you, what is Band for Life? So, Band for the, Life the is our people. new regular feature <laughs> where we ask a different person each week for two bands. A Band for Life, who, a band... I think I may have heard of this. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, cool. I'm explaining to the audience. Yeah. Sure. 
uh, band for life, somebody they will listen to exclusively for the rest of time. Ooh. And someone they would ban for life. Banned for life. B-A-N-N-E-D. Stick in a bin. Erased from existence. So, Henry Theobald, friend of the pod. Yeah. Gardner. No time listener. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, God, I'm a landscaper. It's all the same, isn't it? Yeah. With hay fever. Oh. <laughs> that's like, that's got... like a vintage shop owner having a dust allergy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, survival of the fittest, doesn't it? Okay, so you got to give us, Henry, you got to give us your two bands and then we're going to guess. Yeah, don't tell us which one is which and we'll see if we can guess and then we can discuss in detail okay. your choices. So I just, just name the two. No, yep. no... No particular order. Yeah, I think it's, it's going to be relatively obvious. Well, we'll see. Uh, so, I'm going to go in with the Beatles and 1975. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. well, if this isn't the way I hope it is, Henry. Can't be challenging this one. I I, I I know, oh, because I know Henry, so I'll leave it to you. To you, for you don't like the 1975, do you? Huh? You don't like the 1975, do you? Well, you're, 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 am I supposed to tell you what you're going to guess? Yeah, well, I think you're going to ban the 1975. I am. Thank yeah. God, <laughs> thank God. <laughs> Which I think is quite controversial. People seem to like them, and I don't... Well, Britain's biggest band, aren't they, right now? I just don't get it, and I... Oh, we've created a long title for an album. <laughs> Pathetic. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> but also, I mean, you're obviously a very big Radiohead fan. I am, yeah. I've heard several times people say they're the new Radiohead. Well, that's bollocks. Yeah, well, there you go. I mean, I I, uh, I heard the song something about chocolate or whatever it was mm-hmm. their first, and that was enough for me to realise that they're not the band for me. I yeah I that one confused me I didn't get I don't get it is I that, don't get it is that the first is that the first song of this album or no no that's, 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 that's an old one that was like their breakthrough hit. single I think okay. yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I I must admit I yeah I'm I'm with you I don't understand them I need somebody to come on and defend them really yeah you know what like every time they do drop a new album very stealthily uh, as I believe I always think well I'll I'll give it a go like I, I, there must be something that I'm missing. And I just listen to like one track and like, I hate them. He's <laughs> easy to hate his face though, isn't it? He's don't, good. don't mince your words, mate. Yeah, He's got no, a very sort no, of hateable and, and face. For me, on the other foot, I've, I've just. The Beatles have always been the band for me. What, what is it you love about them? Strong back catalogue. Yeah. But, I mean, if you're going to have one band forever, you need a band that are versatile, can yeah. cover every mood. Yeah. It's a, I yeah. Mean, it's, it's a ruddy good choice. We've had some ups and some downs with the Beatles. They've, you know, they've got me through some. some t- <laughs> had a love one. One. One fond memory was at Stephen's wedding. Actually, a lovely, lovely Beatles song. Oh yeah, we played one, didn't we? Oh, we did. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Go. Uh, hey Judith. Lee. Lee. Um, Lee Connolly, Skinny Jean Gardner, in the pilot episode, he put the Beatles in the bin. He banned them for life, and wow. he chose the Kooks. <laughs> We've come a long way in Band for Life. Isn't yeah. Then? And we 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 said in all the years, if we ever, if we keep doing this for years, we'll never have anyone else put the Beatles in the bin. So, Jess was worried for a moment then that he did. Yeah. Well, I mean, when you when you throw in the Kooks and the Beatles, you 
I mean, you're, you're pretty confident which way that's going, aren't you? <laughs> well, I would have been, but yeah. But he, he, made, he made a good point, though, didn't he? Because it all no, came down to a. <laughs> <laughs> he came down to emotion, like his emotions with it, wasn't he? Like the Kooks had the good memories for him, but I the Beatles, them, well, I suppose. But I got the impression he didn't really. He only had one Beatles album, and he the best of the Beatles. He had, he had the best of the Beatles, and he'd written off the greatest band of all time yeah. based off that one album. You're saying he had some good memories. I mean, he must have had some pretty bad times <laughs> in the Beatles. Yeah. <laughs> Poor old boy. Yeah. Oh well, no. no if, 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 you know, that's what it's all about. Everyone's to their each their own. It's a game of opinions, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. So, what's have you got a favourite Beatles song? Our own decisions. <laughs> What did you say? Have you got a favourite um, Beatles song? Yeah, let's 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 hear favourite Beatles song, favourite Beatles album. Oh, that's tough. That is really, that's, see, this is the point, isn't it? It's tough because it's all good. Well, exactly. uh, the I've always really liked. Um, don't don't let me down. Sure. I, I wasn't in a band, as you can probably. <laughs> uh, yeah, I quite like stuff like Blackbird. Quite like that. Yep. Just had that as his song of the week last week. Yeah, it did. You can still say Blackbird. (laughs) (laughs) Silly, very silly. Okay, Uh, Uh, what is favourite Beatles album? You just want me to say The Partridge Line, don't you? No. No. If that's that's your favourite, just we want you to be honest. Favourite album? See, I've been listening to uh, Yellow Submarine recently, yes? Oh, yeah, sure. Although I, I do hate um, anything that Ringo does, generally. But yeah. I think that's a good rule. It's quite uh, throwaway. When they started letting him write his own songs, that's that was a mistake. Starship Pepper, Rubber Soul. So all, all of them. All the big what, ones. What's yours? What do you say? Have you got a favourite? I like Abbey Road. Yeah, see that, and even I quite like the White album as well. Yeah, well, we, we all said it's too like it's, it's, it it's been... one. It, it's probably if they'd have condensed it, it's probably the best album. But yeah. there's yeah. I mean, there's a couple of Ringo tracks on there that they could have taken off. Yeah, and a couple of two experimental ones that are okay. yeah. not for my taste. But if you took like the twelve best songs off the White album, it would be the best album. Yeah. Probably be I, the best album ever. Yeah, yeah. Well, exactly. Yeah. Right. I, yeah, I've got a soft spot for Rubber Soul as well because that's. My parents had that one on vinyl we used to listen to a lot. Yeah, I, I, I really like Rubber Soul. In, incidentally, there was a few close contenders to bands to, to ditch. Would you yeah. like to hear the others? Yeah, I would, yeah, I would. Yeah. Um, so, Kasabian, Kasabian, Kasabian. Oh. <laughs> sure. they've, had a top, they've had a couple of in the bins, haven't they? Because I find harsh, but... Yeah. Not the Beatles, who were famously a four-piece. <laughs> but do you know what, actually? They're... I did quite like the Kasabian's first album. I remember that era. Well, every, we all did. Everybody did. It's got good memories, isn't it? For the old like indie clubs and stuff, isn't it? So when I was thinking about to ditch, I was thinking actually, like if I say if I ever go up again, if I was to be out and I heard like some songs off, is it Clubfoot, isn't it? Yeah, that's the song. Mm, yeah, that's no, can't remember the name of the album. Was it just self-titled? Yeah, it probably was actually, wasn't it? Yeah, but I'd, I'd probably if I was out and had a few drinks, I'd probably be quite stoked to hear a couple of them. So, bum 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 bum. You can't. Wow 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 wow
the same opinions here, Henry. What, you, I, do you I'm re- not mad on the killers. I think they're vastly overrated. Do you not see me class me? They're wicked, they class me. Were they, though? Yes. <laughs> but they, they, I think they did like an odd album, the second album, Sam's Town was alright, and then again, just like, don't bother, give up. Okay, what about another band that you would like, apart from the Beatles? had one other one that was quite close to, to the top, but it wasn't a band, and that was George Ezra. Oh, really? Really? Oh, no, not for me. Oh. <laughs> Right. Oh, I thought you said no. no you're banned for yeah, life. I thought he was close to the top for ban. You're banned for life. Oh, sorry. No, 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 no. That's no, another ban. Ban him. This is the confusion of the t- of the feature. <laughs> right. Yeah. It only works if it's written down. This is you know. Yeah. I should hold uh, up. So he was another Pack one. Really, but he's not a band, so. Okay. Well, I think you are. You're still yeah. allowed artists. We've had a couple of Ed Sheerans, haven't yeah. we? Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, mate. Thank you very much for your contribution. That's. It's- that- Incidentally, I was uh, had to use my mum's car today because I needed to drive somewhere, and Radio Two was on in the car, and they played Michael Jackson, and I didn't know is that still okay? Yes, it's fine because he wasn't officially convicted. I thought I'd just bring this up. Well, I think you have to kind of divorce the art from the artist. Yeah, we have this conversation a lot, don't we? Yeah, you. They're still great songs. You just you know you're not going to go out for a drink with him. I mean, he's dead for one, but. You know what I mean? Some, yeah. <laughs> sometimes, great art, you have to separate it from what the what the person was like. <laughs> from, the, from the child molestering. Yeah. I understand. Oh, yeah. allegedly. Yeah, was he? And allegedly. Yeah, we've got to be careful what we say here. Yeah. Well, it's been broadcast. Yeah, but really been confirmed, has it? I mean, it seems pretty likely. I think so. I I'm going to go out on and say it was yeah. pretty likely. Yeah. Well, I didn't, I, you know, yeah. Okay, well, thank you, gentlemen, for this pleasure. Yeah. Okay. Well, thank you, mate. Thank you for um, giving us your opinions. Yes, wise opinions. Yeah. Cheers. And that's um, yeah. So that's Henry um, Fearbold, our friend, who's a gardener. The office when he's like, there was no flash in it. <laughs> yeah. Didn't work anyway. A bit dark now. Yeah. Probably won't use it. Uh, <laughs> see you, mate. Uh, so there you go. That was our friend Henry. Um, so the Beatles and um, I can't remember what he said now. So 1975. Oh, 1975. I think they're a generational thing that we don't understand. Yeah. we. I think we need to... In fact, I'm going to campaign for somebody. I'm going to put it out on the Instagram. Yep. Two things I'm going to put out on the Instagram that we're going to get questions on. New features. I did put it out there today, but for some reason it wasn't working properly. Uh, no, I replied. No, they did reply. I just couldn't share them. I don't want to talk about it. Mm. New features. If you have any ideas for new features, DM us on Instagram or, or email us, info at bestdaysvintage.co.uk. Or, yeah, we want somebody to come and defend the 1975 and tell us why why they're amazing, why all young people think they're amazing. Yeah. Okay. Okay. So if that's you, and you'd like to be on the podcast. Yeah. We could have the 1975 episode. We could, we could do a whole episode on that, hmm? providing it's someone who's got a lot to say. Yeah. About I, them. I haven't got a lot to say about it, so I won't no, say yeah. much. The defence of the 1975. That's it's a good title. Yeah. Okay, yeah. So there you go, guys. Thank you very much for listening to the Failed Rockstar Club podcast. Podcast that talks to musicians about mental health, their journey in music and fashion. Um, if you want to contact us, you can check us out in our shop, um, social medias, which is Best Days Vintage. Um, Best Days, Bravo Echo, Sierra Tango. <laughs> Vintage. Um, and yeah, you can see... <laughs> You're not going to go for the whole one. Uh, I don't know what the rest of them are. Okay. Uh, but yeah, you can uh, check out the shop. You can see what we've been up to opening from lockdown 
and just get in contact if you want to um i suppose isn't it really yeah it's it's really nice to be able to be able to see you again yeah now do do come and visit us it'll be one of us almost certainly one of us in the shop it might be matt he would do one day a week in here but you the odds are you'll get a steve rogers yep. in here we'd love to see you <clears throat> yeah how your lockdown's been yeah how i'll be asking that question yeah. if you've been joining the podcast <laughs> yeah yeah we'll be testing you which has been growing as well, which is nice to hear, you know, people kind of getting into it. Uh, yeah. And Actually, I wonder what now people will be able to see us. Will they still listen? Because I think people have listened to it, so they've got a little piece of pre-lockdown oh. in their houses. Maybe. Now they won't need that. They can actually get the real deal live. I hope that's not the case, but it mm. might be. Yeah. Who knows? Let's see. Uh, but yeah, so this was the backstage episode, um, oop, um, talking about life backstage in a band. And we want to say thanks to everyone who has supported us in this podcast. Subscribe. And if you can, um, if you like it, tell someone about it. Tell what I guess your homework. One person needs to be told about the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, speak to you soon. Love you. Bye.